benched. Who cares? Welcome to the Think Different Podcast. That's right. It is another week of our voices. I have to say, this is absolutely the worst podcast to listen for your Apple stuff, but it is definitely the most entertaining. We want to thank you for joining us every single week here for the Think Different Podcast. And for those of you who don't know, we are Apple geniuses. We worked at an Apple store and we are giving you the news and the details of being in an Apple store. But first, let's get started with the plugs. Please go to Twitter and check us out at ThinkDiffPod. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, the Think Different Podcast. And we are on every single podcast platform in the world so you cannot miss us but before we get going we have to introduce myself i am will the tld Vafidas, and then uh that other guy that we have here as well i think his name yeah, is let's see what his name I, is i'm here in the corner um, uh yeah this my name is tim don't have a no, nickname it's vacation Santoro. tim <laughs> it's vacation, yeah, tim. vacation tim in fact yeah. Legally, when he gets married, he will change his last name to Vacation. <laughs> I don't know how my future wife would feel about that, but well, don't worry, she doesn't listen to the podcast anyway. <laughs> Tim, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, it's lovely. It was a good week this week. Good weekend. Um, doing good. All right, that was a rhetorical question. We really just don't care what how Tim's week was, everybody. <laughs> So, we had a busy week. We had a big announcement that happened last week, and now it's week of product launches, and that's one of the main things we're going to talk about today is what to do. If you go to an Apple store on the day of a launch, how to get around that. We are going to give you the tips, the tricks, and maybe some old habits that happened in the past to talk about some great stories that we have from previous product launches. But it is time to talk about Tim's favorite segment that he doesn't prepare for it is time for the news the news breaking news all right so what we got we got subscription movie ticket service movie pass is officially shutting down yes folks as of september 14th 2019 MoviePass released a press release that they will be shutting down the servers and all subscribers will be not be able to use it after that date. Um, I never understood how this model was ever going to work. It's like, how do they make money? <laughs> they, they didn't. That's that's what right. they found out. It was basically a, a vent, venture capitalist kind of business. A bunch of people put money into it, thought it would hit. And uh, once they ran out of funds went bankrupt and they filed for bankruptcy in mid 2018 because they ran out of money they were losing up to 40 million dollars per month they were losing up to and so they were quietly they actually even tried changing people's passwords so they couldn't log in just so they didn't use the service and as they're retaining customers as their customers dropped it went from 3 million subscribers from one year to 225k the, ne- the next year so um, they are finally over it was a ridiculous service it started in 2017 where you could see unlimited movies per month for 9.99 subscription like that's just ridiculous think, think about it they were making 30 million dollars a month 
on this description, but because of how much ticket prices are, there's no way the ticket companies are like, oh yeah, we'll give you a ticket price for five bucks. <laughs> you know? So now I will tell you, for us as a customer, that was like the best thing ever. You have to admit, if you movie pass was like, wow, why would you not join that? Oh, 100%. For, yeah. I mean, honestly, so anything we won, <laughs> you know, but, uh, <laughs> but now the companies are out of business. But if you think about it, they revolutionized movie tickets now because now you could do monthly passes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it almost forced you know, uh, I mean, AMC and to go into their, you know, forced everybody. Services it like forced that. everybody. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Regal does that like as well. Uh, even though Regal's not a prime area around here, but yeah, absolutely. So Movie Pass, a tremendous idea, horrible business plan. Uh, you know, uh, you know, very shady practices, raising prices, lowering prices, shutting them down, limiting movie access. It just was like crazy. and don't forget about the, t- the hack. The hack. Think about it. This is probably the <laughs> fastest company that's risen and died. Yep. New iOS 13 Find My app helps Redditor recover iPad loss at airport. Um, so basically, if you guys haven't heard of it, in the new iOS 13, um, there's a new app called Find My. It's not new. It's more or less just a readapted version of the Find My iPhone application. Um, and what it does is it actually uses Bluetooth connectivity on different devices and can actually notify those devices that a missing object is found and can be tracked via that way. Um, so for this instance, this gentleman lost his iPad in the LAX airport and he was able to find it through this because he miraculously had iOS 13 beta on it and he was able to locate his iPad using the new Find My app. The caveat of this, Bluetooth has to be turned on yep. on the devices in order to find the other device. And a lot of users, I mean... I, I always have my Bluetooth on because I use the Apple Watch, so I always have to have that on. But most users do have Bluetooth disabled because it, quote-unquote, preserves battery life. Yeah, so this is a tremendous feature. This is why I think the tile idea is not going to happen. And even if it did, it's almost worthless because you know everybody has an iPhone. This will work for the iPod Touch. This will work for the Apple Watch. I think the AirPods might even be a part of that. There's all these yeah, different devices. AirPods, yep. All these different devices that we own could just bounce off other people's Bluetooth to find it. Because cellular was the only way you could find it. And I thought it was a good story to read because of what is coming. And actually, if you're listening to us now, this is already going to be released. Now, Will, can you explain this? Is it going to notify other people's devices that there is a missing object within the vicinity? Or is it going to notify the user that... The user these devices have seen your device in this location. Uh, my guessing is they're not able to, they're just basically grabbing a signal from another device and they're not taking data or anything from that person's device. It's just a signal. Almost like a, almost like an, almost like a router, you know, yeah. kinda, they're kind of like routers cool. in a way. It sounds weird. I cannot wait to lose something and find it. <laughs> <laughs> almost like Tesla, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you don't have to, what's that saint that you call on when you lose something? St. Anthony, right? No. Next article. <laughs> uh, iOS 13, the five best features and how they work. Will and I will go back and forth with this. The first best feature that they list here is stop unknown callers. So now you all know how many spam calls that you get. I get them 
so many times a day mm -hmm. because I use my phone for work sometimes. And now iOS 13 can actually turn that off. So you can actually go into your settings phone and toggle the silence unknown callers. When this is turned on, it will only block callers who aren't in your contacts or found in your email, um, which is a great feature. Mm -hmm. I wonder how they're going to source that if you don't have your email logged into your mail app on Apple. If you have it, like I use a Gmail application on mine. That's phone. a good point. That's actually um, a pretty so good I, point. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to source third-party applications I, uh, and not the na native apps. I'd be surprised, but... I, yeah, I, I, I'd be surprised as well. I mean, I guess the only way to do that is try it out, folks. A feature I'm going to be looking forward to is Quick Path. So remember, Quick Path, place your finger on your keyboard and you swipe from letter to letter. So Google's been doing this for years where you can basically create a, a word just swiping on the keyboard. And now that's coming out as a default feature. There was a lot of third-party apps that did it, but now it's going to be built right in. And I used a beta on my work phone. It's great. The thing is, I lived without it for so long. I got to remember that it's actually there. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's it's good to remember, Will, that it's automatically defaulted on. Yep. So you do have to go in and turn it off if you don't want it. That'd be stupid um, if you do, by the way. Yeah. Oh, new updates to the control center. Wi-Fi and Bluetooth are now in the control center. Um, so you'll be able to long press on the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth buttons to view and connect to available networks or Thank devices God. without having to open a settings. Thank that God. makes it so easy, so easy to connect devices Why or to find is Isn't it networks? amazing that it took to iOS 13 to get that feature in there? Like yeah, right now, right. When, I, when I do the control center feature, what can I do in there? Like, I, I try to find something, other than turn on, turn off, I'm like, I can't find anything else I would do with it. This is a simple thing that I'm glad they're adding. So dark mode, obviously the most one of the most important features that people some for some reason want. All you got to do is go in the control center inside of your brightness, and you'll be able to turn on the dark mode button. So I've been using that again on the iOS 13 and trying it out. Most situations, I like it. I really think it's going to be great. Uh, it's not a game changer. It's This has been around in phones for like you know, like three years now, Apple's just finally catching up to it. I have dark mode on my Mac. I use dark mode all the time on my Mac. I, I actually prefer the darker screen better for my eyes. Yeah, I have dark mode on my Apple TV and I really like it. Yeah, so dark mode is great. I think it also, it doesn't say it's his battery light, but it might, I'm not sure. But honestly, the brightness of the screen going dark is just much better. And now I'm glad I don't have to tell people about that stupid feature where they could go in accessibility and change like the uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah like the the, <laughs> the, uh, the the color crayons and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah that was like the workaround to get around it. Uh, and then the last and final one just is we've already talked about it, which is Find My App. Yes, that's, um, that's and, good. You know, we've already yeah we already, it's going to be awesome, and we already hit that in the nose with uh, describing it. Just again, you do have to have find my iphone enabled in order to use the find my app and this will work for also family sharing so please keep in mind that remember the found my friends app will be eliminated and anybody on your family sharing or that you allow access to in the find my app you'll be able to track other so if for instance even though my mother doesn't live here and i'm not under find my friends uh you can add them in there oh add sweet it, yeah so that's always been around so remember it you want to add everybody in there because if there's a situation where like my sister, like if my mom doesn't know how to use to find my app, you know? So when my sister lost her phone in a the casino, they called me and I had to, I had to log into her account, you know, cause back oh, then, wow. well, back then we, we, you couldn't do that. You didn't have family sharing back then. Right, 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 right. Hopefully you never have to use it, but you know, when it's there, 
It's the best thing, and especially when people came to the Apple Store and always told us, "Oh, I left my phone somewhere in the mall." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we could teach them. We could. We're probably going to teach them. Hey, you can log into iCloud, go to Find My App, and then you could probably track it. Now, remember, yep. the update is coming out. Oh, actually, it already came out on Thursday. Now, I'm going to prepare you. Do not, do not download this the same day everybody else does. I thought it comes out the 19th. It is. Today is the 20th when this is released, Tim. Oh. Kayfabe, <laughs> we are recording wow, on a I different date than the date we're, than we're actually releasing it. Oh, so let's just redo that. No, it's funny. We're keeping it in. <laughs> Remember, if you want to go to the update, if you're going to do that, please, for God's sakes, back up your stuff before you do it. I don't want to. Yeah, all right, fine. You don't want to pay a dollar a month for your backup. That's fine. <laughs> now, from the rumors that are coming out with iOS 13, that it could be buggy. There is like a huge rumors going around that this version of iOS 13 is not going to include every feature that's coming out. Yeah, yeah. They said the big features weren't coming until September 30th. That's why I'm worried about doing this update because why are they even releasing it if none of the big updates are going to be there? Just wait till September 30th, right? Okay. No problem. <laughs> All right, and the last article we want to share is NBC's streaming service is called Peacock and will exclusively be housed The Office and Parks and Rec. Um, they claim that Peacock is a reference to their company's logo. It which is. It makes sense. And uh, so they're going to ha- exclusively host The Office and Parks and Rec, which if you've heard, Parks and Rec and The Office are leaving the other streaming services by the end of 2020 which is when this streaming service will be released. So it will also include other shows like SNL, Cheers, 30 Rock, Frasier, all those like old kind of stories, Will and Grace, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parenthood, which I, is a great time favorite. Um, it's going to include original shows like a new... They, I hate, This article says it's a reboot of Battlestar Galactia from the creator of Mr. Robot. I'm a big Mr. Robot fan. It is not a reboot. It is a story within the Battlestar Galacta, Galactica universe. Not a reboot. Uh, a Saved by the Bell revival. Oh, that's crazy that they're doing a Saved by the Bell revival. And I, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to have any of the original staff. I think it's just going to be a whole new... I think it's going to be a whole new cast. Yeah, yeah. They, they mentioned it's going to be a whole new cast. A Punky Brewster revival, who I'm not sure what that is. A spinoff of The Real Housewives and a new comedy from the creator of The Good Place, which is ending this fall. The show. I, I was going to tell you, the show lineup coming up, like some of the old stuff that they have, like Frasier was a big thing, Cheers. Cheers is currently on Netflix. You know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was a big hit for them. But they're very late to the game. You know, they're, they're very, very so late So is Apple? <laughs> well, here's the so thing with that. Apple doesn't have a library of content. They're just making all originals. You know, this well, that's is, true, that's true. You know, for people, for content that's like, Fox is now all with Disney, so they don't, they have their app, which they give you everything for free anyway. I think at Pretty much, we all know that Disney's going to take over that. This is a stupid name. <laughs> well, the I agree. And then uh, I was describing Peacock will be supported by ads. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh. Peacock will be supported by ads, very similar to the Hulu model. But the crazy caveat of this is Peacock will be free as long as you subscribe to a cable package. The kind of comparison for NBC, the rival to NBC is CBS and their CBS All Access streaming service, which you still have to pay for even though you still subscribe to a cable package. Yeah. This I, who you get for free. I don't know anybody that does that All Access. I don't know oh, no, anybody. It's not worth it. Not I, worth I, it. It's like the old people channel. I, I don't even know like who, who in the hell who's listening subscribes to that channel. 
You know, and honestly, NBC already has their app now, so they're just renaming it and they're just doing it for free. It's it's the same thing. There's nothing different. Maybe they're adding a lot of the old content on there and stopping it from going to other channels, but that's it. The reason why I put this in here is that everyone's doing this now. There's really no one else that, that can't possibly come out with a like a network like this. And, and to be honest, it just, this is silly. It almost feels like it has to happen though, because it's just like, okay, we got to do it. Like, now. You know? The only thing they're doing is they're just taking stuff that they're giving to other people and they're just now putting it on their channel. You know, they're just yeah. taking it away from them. That's all they're doing. Yep. So now that we're all done with the news, it's now time to get to the main segment. And that is product launches. I told my Apple Care that I could walk in the store and get the part. All right, everybody. We are now back for product launch. So this is all about prepping yourself. If you're going to an Apple store, the day of, or even the weekend of, and you're going to go there and you want to get your new iPhone, your new Apple Watch, how do you prepare for that? And how does the store work? Because the store is different on that day than any other day throughout the rest of the year. So it's important to know how this works. So let's talk about backup, Tim. The most important thing to do. Is there any point of going to an Apple store, picking up your product, if you don't have a backup? No. All right. So... Please make sure that you back up your stuff, whether it's iTunes or it's iCloud. It doesn't matter. Now, the best way to get your iPhone is ordering on the Apple Store app. Do you remember why, Tim? Oh, uh, I know why. Because the live stock is captured on the app versus the website. Sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> the other main reason why was it pre-qualifies you for it. So remember, remember you, how many people came into the store? Oh, I have a Verizon account. Oh, I don't know my PIN. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The point I'm trying to make with that is with the with the PIN number, some companies require a PIN number. Like I know like Sprint's a big carrier of that, and so is Verizon. AT&T and T-Mobile, not so much. It's important to order it on the Apple Store app because, again, stock levels is actually a good one, too. I didn't even think of that, but I was thinking more along the lines of pre-qualifying. Do you owe money on this or not? You know, you mm -hmm. learn about that prior to even going into the store. So that's why I like the Apple Store app. It, what it did is it was a – that's a big feature to stop the lines because a lot of people would just – you would just show up. You'd have to know that stuff, but a lot there was a lot of ways where Apple didn't educate you to know that. This app tells you to know that. Like this app knows your number. This app knows what your plan is and what you have and what you owe on it. Right. Like right now, when I did it, when I do the iPhone upgrade program, that's what I'm on now. It tells me I owe like another hundred twelve dollars before I can upgrade. You could pay the whole thing now, or you can wait till October, and that's what I'm gonna do. Nice. And then uh, just to caveat off what Will said, the billing account password is not your password to to get into your account. Sometimes it could be the same. But sometimes, or most of the time, they're actually different. So it's actually whenever you call their customer service line and they ask for, what is your billing account passcode? And it's usually like a series of four, four to six digits. Um, that's at least for Verizon and Sprint. Um, I can't speak for AT&T or T-Mobile. So it is different than your billing account password that you would use to log in on like VerizonWireless.com or SprintMobile.com. Honestly, AT&T was probably the easiest carrier that we worked with to get the approval. Yes done because it really didn't ask for much and also have your photo id you have to have that oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's a that should be a little given. thing yeah that should be a given if you're gonna buy an iphone for somebody else don't do that 
<laughs> it doesn't work. Apple is better now. You don't have to activate it right when you get it, which is great. But that used to be a thing back in the day. It's honestly easier for me that you buy an Apple Store gift card and the amount that it costs and buy a case with it. And then that'd be like the gift. That way they can go in, do everything they want to do, restore from the backup, still have the experience of setup. You know, to me, that's the best thing. Yeah, it's not a bad idea, actually. Thank you. But Thank you. again, good. remember, if you decide to do carrier finance, you can't use the gift card to do that. Right. Tim, what was your first launch that you recall? Um, iPhone 7. Okay. So I have been around since, obviously, everyone knows I'm old. I've been around since the first iPhone. Let me explain how it worked with the iPhone 3G. We closed the store for three hours. So this is back on a Friday. We closed at 3 p.m. We would black off or curtain off the store. We would take everything down and start putting up the iPhone. So the first time that we saw the iPhone was three hours before before we put it out. And, of course, we're setting it up in the back and everything. But that's what used to be the setup. Back wow. in the day. Yeah, is that crazy? That they would actually yeah. close the Apple store. Who would think that would ever happen? And they just have but inventory that, laying out there too? Yeah, so well, we still we used to do that now too. We used to leave the iPhones in the back of the bar, Genius Bar. You were giving like this piece of paper or you tell them what they want. You go grab that phone if it's in stock and give it there. It was a lot different than it is now. We actually now have stock levels. We actually bring the product to you instead of going to the bar. Uh, it it mm-hmm. was really different back then. So you can understand why people in queue lines, when they're waiting three to four hours for an iPhone, that sometimes when it didn't go right, it was frustrating. Of course, yeah. But but it was like the thrill of it was like the awesome part, though. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, and it's it's almost becomes like a uh, a thing that becomes part of like the culture of being part of this whole environment of being an Apple customer, waiting outside for three hours to... Or you know, longer sometimes people people used to camp out outside the Apple stores to wait for these phones, and you know, getting that f- first access to seeing that phone for the first time, you know, before anyone else, um, it used to be such a huge thing. Nowadays, it's not, but it used no. to be such a big thing. I mean, it used to be such a big thing with a lot of things. Like I remember when I was a kid waiting outside of GameStop for 2K games in Madden for to get it at midnight. You know, that used to be a huge thing, but now it's just unfortunately it's so easy to get stuff now. You know, yeah. so it takes the fun out of it. Now, I will tell you that on the 20th of of, of our launch, which is uh, obviously today, uh, they are doing special hours at the store. So I already looked at our old store. They are opening up at 8 a.m. So most Apple stores are going to be opening earlier than normal. Uh, most of them are 10, 9 o'clock, depending on where you live. So they are going to have special hours uh, for opening, uh, as they always do. So make sure that if you want to get there early, you can get there earlier than you want. So so people go to work at 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, you get to the Apple Store early, get it done right out of the way and go. You know, knowing how the lines have been, it has been a lot lighter, you know, than it was. I could tell you last yeah. year, I was kind of controlling the line last year, you know, knowing who was a pre-order, who was uh, waiting. Uh, now, typically what they do is that they will have someone out there with an iPad usually asking you what do you want because they're not going to have all the stock levels everyone's going to want that midnight green of course okay so you choose what you want it guarantees you a hold of it for a period of time mm-hmm. so you do not have to wait there you can just go to the store tell them what you want and they'll hold it for you 
Do you know how long the wait period is? From what I remember correctly, that there was a time frame you would choose to come back. Oh, nice. Yep. So that's how they did it last year. So if someone had to go to work and let's say, okay, I could be back here around 5 to 6 p.m. Okay, we'll give it to you. Let's say someone arrived at 8. We set up a time, but the times told me that there was like nothing available. We would just set it to like 9 o'clock and, and let them go in anyway. You know, so the goal is. Oh, I remember is that. that. Right, right, right. Yeah, so the goal is that when you go to an Apple store, there's going to be tons of people outside that store. Do not walk into that store. Look around for people. Look for the lines. You know, they're going to set you up in the right spot, and then you are going to tell them what you want. If They'll tell you if they have it in stock or they don't. And for God's sakes, do not change your mind in the middle of your thing. Or if you are, tell somebody. You know, because you may not have what you're looking for. And a lot of people will go to the Apple store. Oh, they don't have the midnight green. Oh, I'll, I'll buy the black. Then I'll just return it and get the midnight green when it's out. Yeah, yeah. That happens all the time. Yeah, it does. That's just sad. You're going to put a case on it anyway. You can. Exactly, right? Right. <laughs> don't buy a model because... Now, the good thing about the watch now, the watch was also the biggest pain because there were so many different bands and sizes. Now with this new studio, I'm hoping that wipes that out. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know how it's going to work with the app. I know that last year it was just very hard, confusing. And I could tell you, even myself, I mistakenly would hold the wrong one for somebody, you know, just because I'm not getting the right one. It's got to be the, it's got to be the 44 millimeter. Oh, so you want the 44 millimeter. Do you want a sport band? Do you want this band? Do you want the cellular Wi-Fi? There was so many, like the, the way Apple did it to break it down was really hard for me. Yeah. Like it should, like they would just show the watches like and like cellular and all that. They should just say, "Do you want forty two, forty four? Okay, I want forty four. Do you want Wi Fi? Do you want GPS or cellular? You kind of like one. the website. And then and then the list shows up of what's available. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just having it all up there, it was really annoying last year. I actually have feedback about that too. Nice. But one thing, I, one thing I will tell you about Angela when it comes to this, she got rid of the Q line. Oh really? Well, think about it. When she came into the company, I remember I came to our store for iPhone six, mm-hmm. and then. It was around 6S when they came out with that new system where they were going to give you like a, a piece of paper and then that's when you go pick it up. And then we came out with the newer system where it was like a text message system. Yeah. So we, we, we gradually got to the point now where when you show up the store, it's a very easy process now. So it's almost a, uh, got better then, right? It is. And then, of course, you have to prepare for your resellers. Finally, yes. get to talk about this. There is a lot of resellers, and you will know who they are when you see them. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, they come they come with fury. Cash. And cash. Yeah, cash. A lot of cash. A lot of cash. So they, But the biggest thing with them is that they take the iPhones that people want. But the good thing this year is that they're going to be selling uh, unlocked and SIM-free ones right out of the gate. So I think that'll eliminate the possibility of someone not getting one. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that I think you're right about that. Um, Thank, thanks, Tim. Thank you for the reassurance. Because yeah, I mean, <laughs> but like the resellers are mostly looking for those unlocked models, right? So people got mad at them. I remember the iPhone six when there was that video in New York when where they were waiting on the side. People were getting angry. Then the cops were like. Trying to, were trying to like they weren't listening to them because they didn't understand what they were saying, and then they were like arresting them right in the line. Oh and man! Like, look up the video, look it up. Yeah. If you look up iPhone six launch New York, and see the chaos that that was, 
people were just mad because people are in line just buying them and reselling them in China, man, because there's just so much more money over there. Don't get me wrong, but when I was in the back of house, they called it, um, which is basically just handling the stock, the stock of the and the whole operations of the store. My first time there was the iPhone 8 launch and there was a lot of these resellers coming in and I, you know, the, the inventory and the stock and the operations was kind of like my baby because I was so new to it. I was kind of like trying to control it all. And, you know, I was in charge of organizing all these new stocks of phones that came in, these new devices that people are trying to buy. And I would remember I would get like a, uh, an order for 13 iPhone 8s or whatever it was. And I'm like, 13 like there's no way somebody's buying 13 and you go out and you know it's a reseller and you see like live updates of this stock levels going up and down and people are putting in orders for this and this and i got to go out and tell you know this little girl that she can't get her phone today because this gentleman or this person or this reseller purchased 14 of them and cleared out our stock while at the same time that you ordered your mm-hmm. ca- your phone and then um, and they come back in and then they come back. So there used to be, when I was, we were doing a store like unofficial rule of capping it at, on how many iPhones I could purchase a day. And then it completely blew out of the water. And we decided like, oh, no, as soon as we had more inventory of it, we took that rule away. Um, but we had to do it because we were trying to control the amount of people that were actually receiving the devices. And, you know, not just this singular amount of group of people of resellers are receiving devices we wanted all the customers to enjoy it um and then as soon as we got you know a plethora of stock of it um we were okay with reselling it to everybody yeah so it sucks that it had to be that way but we had no choice and plus we have to keep a couple extra ones because if we open an iphone that's failing we have to have some ready to go just in case that happens and that will happen yeah. Uh, you know, there there is actually a protocol that Apple does when there's a failure of a product right out of the box. The Genius Bar or Genius has to actually write up a special document so that way Apple knows about it because then they got to figure out if there's like a huge bug, they have to know about it right away. And that that's such a great program. It's such a awesome thing that I no one else knows. That no one else knows. Like, right? No one knows about that. And I'm glad they've been doing that forever. Uh, since I've been there. So now let's talk about if you're not going there to get a launch, because a lot of people do go there just because they don't even know it's a launch. And Genius Bar. Now, this is the wrong day to go into an Apple store for a problem with your phone, unless it's serious. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I always said that. Visiting the Genius Bar, it's always the worst on the weekends and launch days. <laughs> yeah. This is a launch weekend, too. So this is not just one day. This is a whole weekend worth of it. This is the busiest weekend, except for Black Friday. This is the busiest weekend. You have to understand that going into a store this weekend is the worst idea. Unless your phone is powered off or your screen don't work, You that's the only two reasons to go in there. Do not go in there because, oh, I need to get my battery changed. You're going to be waiting a while. Because a lot of times the Genius Bar is not open till a certain time. Because remember, they're doing special hours opening early, and a lot. And if I remember from past times, the Genius, even though we have some technicians available on staff, you know their primary thing, why they're there is to, you know, help with the sales. Yeah. The, you know, I hate to say it, your Genius Bar, your your, your Apple ID issue is not the important thing that day. Yeah, utilize Apple support, utilize, you know, our Apple Apple website and stuff like that. 
Um, that's the most important stuff to use. It's not the best experience either because it's going to be so crowded. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're going to have people all over those setup tables and they're going to have, you know, a, a, just so much running around. It's the worst day to come in and, and actually be a part of the experience. So I would tell you that if you can't, don't visit the Genius Bar on this launch weekend. Wait another weekend to do it. Or two. Or three. <laughs> just never come back. <laughs> just don't come back. Or, I mean, it's also, yeah. let's emphasize the idea that you can actually go to Best Buy or you can go to these other ah. third-party repair shops because now they accept Apple genuine Tim, I parts. Could, I could kiss you right now because <laughs> you said that. Absolutely. Remember, we're not the only store anymore. You know? Yeah. You don't have to go to an Apple store anymore. You know, and, and most likely other stores are going to have lower stock than Apple stores. They typically do. That goes without oh, yeah. saying. And plus, not to mention, a lot of them are going to, you have to activate them there. You Normally, they, you know, they don't sell the unlocked ones or yep. uh, full price ones. So my recommendation is definitely go to the Apple store to buy this phone. It is the best experience. And it's fun because I'll be honest, that is the day they are the best. We are the best when we are busy. That was always one of our biggest quotes. And this is one of them. Tim, be tired. You all right there, buddy? Sorry, long day. I, he... <laughs> He yawned, everybody, just so you know. I'm not letting him get away with that. He said it was boring. All right. And the last thing to talk about with launch is setup. They uh, have two things going on that day. Typically, they have the setup where they will have somebody there not to baby you, but to help a group of people help set up their device. They're not typically going to touch your device. They're simply there to answer a question of something happening during your setup. They are not going to train you how to use your phone. We do have creatives for that who usually go over the iOS and a little bit more about the phone that's new. Uh, they will always have those workshops uh, going on. So Yeah, my personal recommendation is set up at home <laughs> just for that yeah. specific day. Any other day, I'd highly recommend setting up in the store. Any other day. But also, typically, you got to expect if you have a large iCloud backup, you got to know. I always used to let them. I said, Look at the room. Look at all the employees. Look at all the devices. Look at all the customers. Guess what? They're all connected what? to the same Wi-Fi network. So the download speeds of your backup from the iCloud to your device will be dampened because of all these connected devices. So your best mm -hmm. experience really is going to be at your own home network. Now, I'm looking at our website for Today at Apple. On the entire weekend, there was no Today at Apple. So they are definitely dedicating the creative team to help you learn. They're the ones that are going to teach how to use iOS 13 and use the phone or the watch. But that's what they're there. That's their primary reason, most likely, that they're there for. So that's a hidden thing. You won't see that online or anywhere. But those team members are meant to educate you on how to use their device. And again, it's not a one on one situation, at least that, that, that we know of. But it is definitely a way to learn how to use your device. But that setup table where you're going to be there with a bunch of people who bought their product the very first time you open it, they are there simply to make sure your phone turns on, gets through the backup feature, and gets you going. And that's yep. it. Please do not bombard them with stupid-ass questions. Is there anything from your perspective from a backstage or a you know as a former admin, any advice you could give that we didn't talk about or anything that is like, something that we may not know about yeah i mean you already kind of touched upon it if you open up your device and it is a dead on arrival device don't freak out because it's like there, there's almost an innate reaction that you'll have where it's like ah i just paid a thousand dollars for this device i just paid you know some of them are 14.99 for these devices 
and you get a dead on arrival. You know, how does that make you feel? How does it make you trust in the company? Um, but like Will mentioned, they have your back with this. They have a set aside stock in case something like this happens and they will be able to help you the, in the greatest way possible. And no other company ever does that. Like, I'll tell you that and I will stand to the end of the grave um, that no other company will ever do that. Um, so that, I mean, that would be my biggest suggestion. If you do, unfortunately, get a device that does not power on and it's brand new, I know you're excited. Don't freak out. Don't freak out, though, because they have your back. That happens. I hate to say it, folks. There's it does. things that go wrong. And it's always, <laughs> I remember it was always my experiences when I was on the floor or sometimes as a genius admin, because like Will said, there's usually not a busy genius bar. So I would help out with the sales when I would probe a lot with the customer on what they would want, what they would need, whatever. And we go through this whole maybe 30 minute discussion and it's finally into that buying decision. And, you know, it's been a little frustrating for them, blah, blah. And you go through the whole thing, you know, maybe they have had trouble logging into their account. You get through it and then you open up the device to set it up and it's dead on arrival. Like just when all the things could have gone wrong, something else went wrong. Um, you know, it usually always happen like that. The gods just strike you like that. But um, that's what's great about, you know, going to the Apple store and visiting their store on, on launch day is the quality of service that you're receiving um, because they we are trained on handling those situations in a uh, great and uh, fulfilling way. Launch day is one of the best days. Enjoy the day. Uh, you know, enjoy the new iPhones. Enjoy iOS 13. What we'll do is we'll be back next week to talk about you know, some of the reviews that people are saying. I mean, there's some pre-reviews now, but I want to get custom reviews. The Verge and CNET, yeah, they're going to get their hands on it early for reviews. But I want real live people. And by the way, don't be one of those people that makes videos on dropping the iPhone. Oh, my God. <laughs> How stupid is that? It's so In dumb. Fact, I know Apple is trying to figure out if someone did that, and they're going to deny their Apple Care coverage. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, because they intentionally broke it. Yeah, of course. So, All right. Well, that is our episode this week. We hope we gave you some good news. We hope we gave you some great product launch advice. Uh, it is time for Tim to go to sleep, but make sure you check us out on the Think Different Podcast website for all the articles we talked about. Make sure you go to our Facebook page where we post new articles every single day and enjoy the next hype of Apple with this entire launch. Tim, are you excited? I'm excited. The iPhone 11 Pro is here. Pro. You got to get used Max. to it, man. Max. <laughs> well, Pro Max, Pro, but just the idea of Pro attached to an iPhone is here. All right. Well, I'm the Pro. He's the man that goes on vacation. He's going to bed. I'm going to enjoy my week. Thank you all for coming and joining us on the journey of the Think Different Peace, peace out. out. No. <laughs> yeah, peace out. Peace out. <laughs>